All right, good morning, Chavra. Let's get going. Today's Davos Daf Yud, page 10 in the Hilligam Ezechus Babakama. And we're going to go back to the bottom of Tessamad Bays, which we learned already. But we'll pick up seven lines to the bottom. We'll restart the Brisa, which um, basically goes through the various Avais um, Nezikim, main categories, primary categories of damage, and describes, gets into the Kishkas of it, to describe in what way each one has a stringency and a leniency that is different than the others. Let's go back and restart this brisa. Here we go. Several lines to the bottom of Tesla Mudbeis. Tanra Abanon, the rabbis learn and so shall we. Chaimer Bishar Mi Babar. The damage of ox, if it falls under that parameter, will have a stringency than if it falls than if it falls under the parameter of pit. And there are times where Chaimer Babar Mi Bishar. Sometimes if something falls under the category of pit, it'll be more strict than something that falls under the category of shard. Now remember, shard does not necessarily mean an ox damage. It could be anything that it's yours, it's the way to damage, there's no benefit, right? Intent, intent to damage. And bar is, uh, bar is that it's going to be chayiv uh, even shosarabim, it's stationary, you don't need to actually own the land. You dug the pit. So each one has its own parameter. And you're going to have to look at each scenario and say, oh, there's a knife on the floor that's hefker. Or even if it's not hefker, that's a pit damage. Not a pit, but that's a pit damage. We're not going to call it an ox damage. We're going to call it a pit damage. So if we're going to call it a pit damage, it's going to have certain stringencies and leniencies that come along with it. So that's what the Gemara uh, wants us to keep a broad perspective on. Says the Bryce. Chaimer, Bishar Be'abar, if something falls under the parameter of ox It'll be more strict than pit. How so? An ox damage pays an additional penalty of kaifer. If, if you end up killing somebody with it. And also the Torah says, when your ox gores an Ebekanani, kills an Ebekanani, there's a uh, 30 silver shekel financial penalty that you pay to the owner. And if we paskind that the ox is of misa, it's obligated to be killed. Nobody is permitted to benefit from this ox anymore. And it's the derech of the, of the ox to go damage. Okay? See, these are unique stringencies that you find by ox. Masha'in came to bar. These stringencies do not apply to bar. Bar, if it damages, you're not going to pay 30 shekel to the owner. You don't have a kofar payment. It's not going to be asr bana. Okay? In what way is a pit damage going to end up being more strict than an ox damage? See, a pit is going to pay full payment right away. Because as soon as you make it, it has the ability to damage. It's built-in damage. Ox doesn't have built-in damage because ox has to decide to go damage. A pit sitting there on the floor is going to damage. And it's a mood ready from the beginning. Which these things are not true when it comes to shar. Top of today's daf. Let's keep going. A shar is more strict than the something that falls under the category of fire. How so? And chaimer beish mi bishar. Some ways, fire category is more strict than an axe damage. Chaimer bishar mi beish. How is an axe more strict than fire damage? When an axe kills a person, again, there's a kaifer penalty. Give your axe over to Kheshul, you're going to be Chayiv. Which is not true when a, something falls under the parameters of fire. 
Okay, so that's how ox is stripped of them fire. How is a fire, if something falls under the parameters of fire of Aish, how is it going to end up being more strict than Aksha? A fire, if you damage, you're paying right away Nezek Shalim, you're going to pay the full payment. It's considered a muad right away, right in the beginning, it's this thing could damage. Masha'in came Bashar, which is not true by Ax. Ax start out as a Tam, it starts out um, paying half damages until either you reach your third or fourth time. We're going to see later on there's a Machlaikas as to how many times it creates a Chazaka. It takes on a status of a Mood. But be it as it may, that's unique to Shar that you don't pay full damage right away. But if you damage with a fire, you will pay full damage right away. So that's a stringency that fire has over Axe. Okay. Chaymer Be'ishmi Babar. Now let's keep comparing. Fire also has a stringency over Pit. And a pit has stringency over fire. How so? A pit has more stringent halachas than fire damage. A pit from the beginning is it starts out with damage. And you give it over to Kherishat Vakat, you're going to be Chayiv, which is not true when it comes to a fire. Okay? Now, what does that mean? A fire is not going to damage right away. I'll tell you why. If you let a fire inside your house, you let a fire inside your backyard, that's not called damage until it reaches your neighbor's yard. Right? I lit my fire. As long as it's in my backyard, it's called a bonfire. Then it hits my neighbor's backyard. Now it's called a damaging fire. So a pit is called damage right away. A fire is not called damage. It's not intrinsic damage. Okay? Somebody's fire is more strict than a pit. Because fire, it's its way to burn things up as it moves. And a fire also burns whatever's there. Which is not true when it comes to a pit. Why? Because a pit doesn't move. A pit can't walk. It stays in one place. And therefore, as we'll see shortly, it's not going to be obligated on things that are not fit to be damaged by it. There are certain things we're going to see are not fit to be damaged in a pit. And therefore, fire burns everything. Pit doesn't break everything. Okay, now to understand what the parameters of that pit doesn't break everything, what that means, let's take it as a premise and the Gemara will have to uh, we'll have to explain. Okay. Says the Gemara, just to question the Brisa, we now compared Shar, Bar, and Aish. Ask the Gemara, why don't we mention that one of the stringencies that an ox has over a pit, that an ox is obligated for vessels that it damages, which is not true when it comes to a pit. If an ox gores something and breaks a vessel, you're going to be obligated. However, when it comes to a pit, any vessels that fall in, you're not obligated to pay for it. Why? We'll see shortly. We'll see shortly. Says the Gemara, how money? I'll tell you why we don't mention it. Because not everybody agrees that pits that fall into, that vessels that fall into a pit, you're not obligated. Rabbi Yehuda, maybe we'll find the bit of Rabbi Yehuda who says, the Mechaev on this Kekilim Rabbi Yehuda says, Yechaev on vessels, which means, if an ox scores, are you obligated? Yeah. If, uh, uh, vessels, yeah. If, if uh, vessels fall into a pit, according to your beauty, obligated, yeah. And therefore, we don't mention it as a stringency. Because it's the same. Okay. Says the Gemara. So if you're going to establish it like Rabbi Yehuda, and tell me this is why we didn't list vessels, 
as one of the stringencies that an ox has over a bar. Rabbi Yehuda, Amos, let's go to the end of the bride. So it's Chamer Beishvi Bar. Fire has a stringency over a pit. Shaish Tark Levichul Hazik. It's the way of the fire to go and damage always a muad lechol, and it's a muad to eat. Which means eat up. The fire is like consuming. Something that fuels is something that doesn't fuel. The mashen kibbar was not you by bar. According to Rabbi Yehuda, what does it mean? Something that's fit for the fire eats him. What was normally burnt? What is something that's not fit for a fire to burn? I'll tell you. It means kalim. Yeah. When was the last time you threw a vessel into a fire to make it bigger? And if you do, it's baltashkes. You're not supposed to ruin your vessel, even if it's a wooden vessel. It's not the derech. It's not the normal way to do it. Mashain came before, which is not true by a pit. Why don't we mention this? You said Rebuda says you're obligated this game of bar, and therefore Rebuda is not going to work out with the last statement of the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, you're right. The Bryce is the pin of the Rabbana, the ton of a shire. And as far as you want to know, why we didn't list vessels as one of the stringencies that fire has over pit. You know why? Because we're not mentioning everything. You're right. You're right. It's a stringency. If you light a fire and it burns a vessel, chayev. If a vessel breaks in a pit, you're not chayev. Right. Say it's strict. Yeah, we left it out. We're not mentioning everything. Now, when does that answer hold weight? In life, when does that answer hold weight? Yeah, we left it out. I'll tell you when. You make a party, and you invite everybody in shul. Besides for Yankel. Yankel comes over to the Baal Simcha. She says, excuse me, I didn't get an invitation. I didn't have room for everybody. I'm sorry, Yankel, I really love you. I just, I didn't have room for everybody. So I couldn't invite everybody in shul. So Yankel says, am I everybody? I'm the only guy who didn't get an invitation. You didn't have room for one more? How can you respond to that? I'll tell you. If you could show there's other people that weren't invited to, your answer to Yankel holds weight. But if it just happens to be Yankel's the one guy there's no room for, Give me a break. Yeah? Why didn't you invite him? The chutzpah. Right? Nachon? Says the Gemara like this. We're mentioning stringencies. We said, why don't you mention? Ox is more strict than pit because, because you're obligated on vessels. Says the Gemara, eh, we didn't want to list everything. Says the Gemara, okay, well, if you're going to tell, say that, you're going to have to give me other cases that you left out too. Don't just leave out one case and be not nice to that one case. I don't have room for one guy I don't have room for. What else did you leave out? And if you can find other things, then I'm fine. Seder, taka, that happens, it happens. Right? Not everybody can be invited to the party. It says more like this. My shire, the high shire, what other cases did we leave out that you could say we left out this stringency of vessels? It says the Gemara, shire, taman. We left out the case of taman. Taman is a fascinating halacha, which we're going to learn later on in the Mesechta, which is that a fire is obligated for consuming whatever is in its way unless it was covered over. Anything that was hidden, even though fires burn up everything in their way, if it was Tumen, it's based off of Xeris HaKasuf. This word, we're a little familiar with this word of Tumen by Shabbos. There's a, one of the 
prohibitions when it comes to cooking is called hatumana, to conceal, to completely enwrap something in um, either in a heating element or something that's going to retain heat depending on the circumstances. So tamun is a stringency that a fire has over, is a, is a stringency that a pit has over fire. A pit, you're obligated even if it was covered over, if it falls into a pit, by fire you're not obligated. Or you could say, so that's one approach, okay? So now that we found uh, Tomon, so now you talk of a good answer. Why don't we invite Caleb to the party? We didn't invite Tomon either. All right, so the two of them can commiserate and make their own party. Or if you want, you could say, really the price is dealing with Rabbi Yehuda, and this is something that it's, you're obligated for something that's not fit for it, is not including vessels. It's coming to include a case where it, it uh, ruins somebody's plowed field and it, and it uh, kind of scorches somebody's stone. So over here, a fire is going to be obligated. Well, if, it's, uh, if it falls under the parameters of age damage by a pit, you're not going to be chayv. So that would be another, pos- another thing, an- another possibility, what, what, it, um, what, what it's referring to. And the fize, according to this, it wouldn't be a contradiction in Reb Yudah because the, the Reisha and Seifa, because the Reisha, the Seifa is going to be dealing with uh, which Reb Yehuda will agree. Hence, the whole the whole Brisa would be consistently Reb Yehuda. Master Ravashi, Ravashi asks a challenging question. Listen, Chaimer Bisharmi Babar. Why don't we say one of the shunshis that Ax has over a pit? Shashar Chayav by Shehashar when Ak when you falls under Ax damage, Chayav by Shar Psulei Hamakdashim. It's going to be obligated for goring an ox, which is not fit for the mizbeach. Mashain came babar, which is not true when it comes to a uh, when it comes to a bar. This is not true when it comes to a pit. Okay, now the halacha is like this: we learned that there's an opinion which states that if an ox cores something that belongs to hektish, regular hektish, you're not going to be uh, you're not going to be chayiv. However, there's a pasuk which states that. Um, if you have an animal that's not fit because it has a mum, so what you do is, you ha- how do we handle it? We redeem it, we put the Kedusha on money, and now that animal could be used by a regular person, could be used for meat. Now, because that's true, because that's true, um, there's, there's, um, if this animal were to fall into a pit, this animal that's been redeemed from Hektish, were to fall into a pit and die, so the owner, the, the owner of the pit, tell me if I'm, if I'm like not saying this correctly, if, if this doesn't make sense. The owner of the pit is not going to be able to make use of the dead carcass anyway. Hence, there's not going to be a chiyav, there's not going to be an obligation. And let me explain why, if this doesn't sound clear. Generally speaking, when my ox scores another ox and kills it, what do I need to pay for? What am I? What am I paying? My ox scores your ox. What do I need to pay? The value of what? Huh? The ox. Who gets the dead carcass? I just paid you for it. So the me. So if I own a pit and your ox 
that's Psule Hamakdashim walks into the pit. Okay? So it's, it's Psule Hamakdashim walks into the pit. It's now a dead carcass. I'm going to pay you the 500 bucks for the ox. But I get the dead body. That's what it says in the Torah. The carcass is going to go to the owner of the pit. The problem over here is if something's forbidden to benefit from, it's never called yours. You can't say Vamesi Eloi, it's his, but it's forbidden to benefit. The fact that it's forbidden to benefit means I have no ownership over it. Hence, this is a stringency that ox will have over pit. Because by pit, the, the whole halacha of payment can apply because the Vahamesi the, Eloi the, the doesn't apply. Okay? So it's like, a, it's like an elimination type of, uh, type of logic. <laughs> I did the shire machine game war. So, yeah, I'm a bishmer of bun. If you're going to tell me the price of the pin I did the shire hack once we left out the other cases of uh, Kalim and, and Tamun. So then shire nami hack will leave out this case as well. When the animal that's truly Hamakdashim falls into a pit, fine. Why do we leave this out? It should be listed as a stringency. It says Gemara, no, Shire la Beniroi, that we left out a case when an ox goes running through a plowed field. So that is an obligation of ox. You'd be obligated to do that, but when it comes to obligation of bar, bar can't move. So you wouldn't be obligated in this way. Says the Gemara, Well, if it's because we're saying that it's running through a field, that's not considered left out. Because we learned, it's the way of the ox to go forward. And therefore that would not be considered a shire. It would not be considered an um, eliminated case. And hence, the uh, uh, we're, we're back to square one that it's not possible to follow the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, otherwise we'd only be leaving out one case as opposed to the case of Dash Benira. Because Dash Benira, again, when Axe runs through the field, don't tell me oh, he left it out. It's a stringency. That's not a stringency. That's what defines the difference between an Axe and a bar. A pit can't move. An Axe can move. That's Dash Benira. But that's not something that we'd consider to, that we would consider a elimination. Okay. Period. End of that Gemara. Done. Here we go. Two dots. Back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah said another cryptic statement. Now remember, the Mishnah we learned the other day, there was a lot of statements that we said as we went through, we need to clarify. And it gave a list of things, and it said if it fits under these parameters, then you need to pay. One other parameter is, if I prepared... Part of a damage, I'm obligated to pay the entire damage. What does it mean I prepared part of a damage? Then I'm obligated to pay the whole damage. What does that mean? So here we go. Ton Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Hechsharti miksas niskai. If somebody prepared part of a circumstance of damage, chavti betashlumi niskai, kehachshikol niskai, you're obligated to pay for the entirety like you did everything. Kate's not meaning. Hachaifer bar tisha. For a pit to kill, Chazal established, it has to be 10 tzfachim deep, to kill an animal. Right? Kill an ox. I dig a pit, you know, if an ox dies in a nine tefach pit, I'm not obligated. On the death. Because that's, 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 that's an ox problem. It's not my problem. T- 10 tefach pits. Nine tefach pits don't kill ox in Chazal say. Let's say I dig a nine tefach pit. Now nine tefachim is enough to do damage. Not enough to kill. Uba and then comes along, hey, the uncle, 
and he digs one tefach. He's like, oh, Tendler only did nine? Let me make it ten. Ha'acharayin chayev. If an axe comes and falls in the pit and dies, Yankul is obligated. Yankul's going to show up the best and say, uh, excuse, uh, excuse me, please. I dug one tefach. And we're going to say, yes, sweetie pie, but that tefach brought it from nine to ten. And therefore, even though you prepared part of the damage, you're obligated for the entire damage. Why don't they become partners? Huh? Why don't they become partners in this? Because you can never say on the guy who dug nine that he has any shaykhis, he has any connection to a death. You can ask that Shaila if, let's say, that the axe would only get damaged. Because then you could say they're both, they're possibly partners in the damage. But then the 10th guy could come back and say, who says I'm even a partner? Because I would have gotten damaged in the first nine. But be it as it may, as far as paying for the entirety of the ox, the nine guy could say, I'm not even a shutif. I'm not a shutif. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a partner in this. I hear, I hear you svara. But he says, what, the entirety of my nine had zero to do with that. So that would be his comeback. Okay? Udaloi... This uh, this has a uh, a lot of ramifications um, daily, right? You you bring something to a certain point, and then somebody else messes it up at the end. Now, if you would have done it, nothing would have been. Right? Nothing would have been. Nobody could come back to you and say, "Listen, you brought it the first the ninety nine yards. I just did last year. Yeah, but it was supposed to stay at ninety nine yards. Don't call me a shutif and, and your damage. This is something that you did, okay?" And this, that we say, the last guy is Chayev, is not like the opinion of Rebbe. The Tangle the writes, If somebody, a Chayfer bar Tisha, I'm sorry, somebody digs a pit that's nine, and then one guy comes along, digs, digs the tenth. <coughs> Only the last guy is obligated, like we just learned, but Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe says, no, the last guy is only going to be Chayev when it comes to death. When it comes to damage, then you can use Matas Asfara and say that it's on both of them. Yeah? Because both of them had a chalek in everything that you did. You can't say, my thing couldn't have damaged. Yes, it could have. Nine tefachim damage, one tefach damages. But you could say, the, the nine tefach guy could say, I've done do a misa. But you could say, yes, with damage. If Papa Omar, the misa If Papa says, that um, this that we say when you do part of the damage, it's like the entire damage. It's referring to uh, everybody would agree with that, even Rebbe. Why not? Why are we say like Rebbe? I'm Papa, Lemisa Right, same thing. That we're dealing with Misa, and everybody's going to agree that we're that by Misa, even Rebbe would agree. Only the tenth guy is obligated to pay for the death. Where's there a dispute when it comes to Nizakin? When it comes to damage. That's what we could say, again, like Matas was pointing out, and like Rebbe wanted to point out when it comes to damage, that you, they're both going to be a shutz, and they're both going to be partners in the responsibility. Masler of Zera, of Zera has a challenging question. Are there no other cases where we say when you prepare part of the damage, it's like you did the whole damage, right? We, that, was the, the, that was the phrase of the Mishnah. If you prepare part of the damage, it's as if you did the whole thing. So we said, what's the case? Oh, I'll tell you the case. Where a guy dug it from 9 to 10. He only did part, but he's obligated on the entire death. So I said, well, okay, it's a good answer. 
what about other things? What about other circumstances? Are there no other cases where you say when you prepare part of damage, it's like you did the whole thing? What happens if I give my ox over to five people to watch? One of them was negligent and the animal damaged. Okay? The halacha is Chayef. Who's obligated? The one guy who was negligent, not all five of them. So why don't we say that's another case where somebody was partially prepared for damage and is obligated in the whole thing? Says Gemara, no, 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 no. Hold on, hechidami. What's your question? What are you talking about? If the guy gave it over to five people and four wouldn't have been enough, you mamish needed all five. If that's the case, pshita. So of course the fifth guy who's negligent has to pay. The ihu ka'avid. It's your fault. You got to pay for the damage. Ella, the balavi unami minter. The case has to be where you gave it over five people to watch. One guy's negligent. But he didn't need the guy anyway. But then the question is, my ka'avid, what did he do? The guy could say, what I do? You didn't watch it, so what? You didn't need me to watch it. I was bored. Kid sitting in a class. He already knows the stuff. He's sitting there bored. What do you want from him? What else do you, do? What else do you want me to do? Of course I'm going to scratch the chalkboard and annoy the teacher. Yeah? So it's like, come on, like, what's the responsibility? I'm not obligated in full payment because I did partial. I said I'm impartial. I didn't prepare part of the damage. He didn't need me. Says the Gemara, Masler, So therefore, we don't have another case right now. Where you did part of the damage, you're responsible in the whole damage. Masler, that's a challenging question. Let's go back to the stringencies that we mentioned earlier. What about a case of Marba Bechavila, where somebody adds fire to an, adds, I'm sorry, adds wood, Marba adds wood Bechavila to a bundle that is on fire. Okay. So now, what we should say is like this. We should say, who's obligated? Somebody starts a fire. I, I, somebody starts a fire. Right now, the fire is uh, three feet tall. I started, though. Somebody else comes along and throws on a whole pile of wood. And now it starts spreading. Okay? So over here, the guy who added the wood should be completely obligated. That's another case where um, we should say partial is like you did the whole. So one says, hey, chidami, what's that case? Top from base. If without his extra wood, the fire couldn't spread. Of course, he's, ob- he's obligated. If would have gone anyway, my COVID, what did he do? <laughs> and therefore, that's not a good case either. Master, if I a question, what about the following? Five people sitting on a bench. Anybody who's ever had this chus to learn in yeshiva or be in college or be in high school? Yeah, there's been some point in your life where you crammed eight people into a four-person car. Okay? Now, there's five guys sitting on a bench. Right now, the legs are kvetching, but they ain't breaking. And then comes along your best bud, and he's like, hey, everybody make room. He comes, he sits down, and it breaks. Ah, Givaldik. He makes achtos between all the legs. So the last guy is going to be chayev. His weight is the is is what caused the collapse. Papa says, "Going to Papa Baraba." Yeah, 
He says, we're dealing with Papa Baraba. I don't know why he has to give an example, but apparently Papa Baraba was a heavy set guy. He says, like him. Yeah? So over there, listen, the last guy, if he would have been on the bench by himself, it wouldn't necessarily have broken. But now that he's going along with everybody else, he, you're the one, you sat down, that whole thing broke. That's a case where, you, where somebody who prepares part of the damage should be obligated like the entire damage. Says, no, again, hechidami. What are you talking about? What's the case? If without the guy, the last guy sitting down, the bench would never have broken pshita. Of course he's obligated because none of the other ones could be considered causing the damage. Me and you are chilling on a bench. We're doing fine. We're just hanging out. Some guy comes, sits down, and splat. He could look at us and be like, bah, you guys also, your weight on it, cause it. We're sitting here, leave us alone, bismuth sugar. You, we, we, nothing happened when we were here. Of course we're not obligated. Right? Let's push it. Ella, rather, the belav ihu nami misver. What happened is like this. Five guys sitting on a bench. The bench is kvetching already. It's creaking like a loose chair in shul. Yeah? It's already squeaking. It's groaning. And then this guy comes and sits down and splat. There goes the bench. So that's the case. It's going to my cover. What did he do? He broke it, what, two minutes faster than it would have broken anyway? Why are we even saying that the responsibility is on him? This, this thing was on its way out the door. It was a geysis. The bench was a geysis. Yeah? It, was, it had one foot in the grave, the other one on a banana peel. Punkti sat down. He sent it right in. Why should he be responsible? Says the Gemara, one second. Okay. So, what's, how are we going to understand this statement of Rav Papa? How is it going to make sense? What are we referring to? If every time I tell you something, you're like, hey, well, it's either all or nothing. So, so what's he talking about? Says the Gemara, like Tzricha, the Belaviyu, have a misfar betray shoy. We're dealing with a case where the bench would have broken in a couple hours. Vashti is Rabbachad Shah, now it broke faster. Darmilei, the first guys, me and you, right? We're sitting the bench. We can say to this last guy, Listen, we're sitting here. You sat down, splat. He's going to say, Yeah, but even with you guys sitting here, it was already a weak bench and it would have broken in five minutes. You know what we could say? Who says we would have been here in five minutes? I don't know about you. Most times when like I'm basically done, I'm, yeah, pretty often, I'm going to use the word most. You're basically done with something or a meeting or something and then somebody walks into the room, punked at that time and you're stuck for another half hour. It's just at the, but like everybody was done and now it's like, okay, you're not going to not be nice. Let's go. Or let's keep going. You're not gonna, I'm not going to walk out. Yeah, it's disrespectful. They say, listen, you sat down. All right, splat. You say we were on our way out. We're going. We're going on our way out to Minion. We're on our way out to show. Who says we even would have been here? And therefore, you can't put any of the responsibility on us. Says Let the last guy who came along say back to them, "Ilavatun, but did have a mitzvah?" That's true. But bottom line is, you were sitting there alone, and with my weight, it never would have broken by itself. So therefore, why should I be the one completely responsible? In other words, each one has a valid claim. The last guy's saying, all right, I get you were about to, you would have gotten up, but you didn't. And it took all of our weight together. So we're all shutfin in this. Says, the case is, the Bahadi, the Samech Bahu, Tavar. 
When did it break? It broke as he was leaning on them, and therefore they couldn't say, uh, we're going to stand up. He like sat across them, on top. Then of course he's obligated. He's, like, he's forcing them to stay there. I would have said that his kayach, his leaning, his power is not like him himself. This guy's not even necessarily sitting on the bench. He's just leaning on them with kayach to make sure they're not standing up. That's what we say. Um, that's what we say the Chiddush, that his kayach is, is like his guf, is like his body. Okay. Says the Gemara, are there no other cases where we say that the last guy comes along and does partial damage? It's as if he did the whole damage. What about the following? If 10 people hit somebody with 10 hits, they hit him at once or one after another and he dies. They're all putter. You hear the case? You have 10 people beating, beating somebody. Whether they hit him all at once or zeh and he dies, they're all putter. All right, I guess the case isn't funny, but it reminds me of a joke. So here's the joke. There's a guy who rolls a stop sign. Cop pulls him over. What's the phrase they use in Olivet? Under the stop signs, they have like the cops have like this little thing. You roll it, we write it. Something like that. Okay, guy rolls a stop sign. Cop pulls him over. He's like, you, went, you didn't stop at the stop sign. The guy's like, listen. I was safe. Uh, like, I slowed down to look. If you could prove to me there's a difference between s- slowing down or stopping, I'll pay the ticket. Otherwise, you let me off the hook. Cop says, fine, get out of the car. Guy gets out of the car, he says... says Lean over, lean over your hood. Guy leans over the hood. Cop takes out a club. And he starts hitting him. He says, should I slow down or should I stop? Yeah? <laughs> slow down or stop? All right. Fine. So he, 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 yeah. he got his ticket apparently. But, all right. Very good. Yeah, but these guys, these guys are hitting him. So cool and paturim, because we don't know. You can't put the death on anyone specifically. If they hit one after another, then the last guy is chayiv. The last guy who caused the death. Because he was the one who Lamaisa brought the uh, actual uh, brought the actual death. So over here also, we should say that I, without the first guys, the, there wouldn't have been a death. But the fact that we're obligating you in death because you're the one who brought the you gave the blow that caused the death. You see that you did part of it, but it's like you did the whole thing. So why don't we list this as a case? Where you do part of the damage if you did the whole damage? Tizmara, <clears throat> you're right. But that, that could be a case, but we're not dealing with death. We're, dealing, we're, we're saying when it comes to finances, when it comes to money. This is a machlaikas about what Allah is, and we don't, we're not mentioning cases of machlaikas. Really, we're not mentioning cases of machlaikas, but we like a Rebbe. Before we gave a case that didn't apply to Rebbe, so you see, we're listing machlaikas cases. We don't want to list cases that don't follow either Rebbe or the Rabbanon. We don't want to say the price of them with a case that follows Rebbe and Mesera, not following the Rabbanon. In other words, we want to follow the Rabbanon. They're the ones who are the majority here. So when you have a price where there's a machlekes, but we follow the Rabbanon, we'll mention that. If you're giving me a case where it's the Rabbanon 
who are not in line with this. So then we're not going to give that example. Okay. Two dots. Last in line. Chavti b'tashlumei nizgai. What does this mean? Says the Gemara, Chavti b'nizgai like a tani. It doesn't say I'm obligated for his damage. Ella b'tashlumei nizgai. I say I'm obligated for the payment of the damage. What does that mean? Tanina. We learned. Lahotan Rabbonu. This we learned in the following brayshat. Tashlumei nizak. When it comes to paying for damage, malami. What does that mean? Shehabayla metaplim benavela. It means the owner's metapel. Metapel means that you get involved in the nevela. He's involved in, he's, he's the one who's responsible to deal with the carcass. It's his responsibility. How do I know this from? One who strikes an animal and it dies. You got to pay for it. You make, you make it complete. Okay. Rav Kahana. Um, so it means like this. I kill your animal. My, my axe kills your animal. Your animal's worth 500 bucks. You come to me and say, pay me $500. I'm like, but, 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 why 500? You killed it. I'm like, yeah, I didn't cause 500 of damage. You're like, why not? I'll say, because the dead carcass is worth 50 bucks. Your, your animal was worth 500 alive. It's worth 50 dead. What type of damage did I do? For 50. So it says in the Torah, which taka means, all you need to do is complete the financial loss. So I taka could say to the victim, you keep the dead carcass, that's already my $50 payment, sell it for hides, and I'll pay you $450. If Kahana says from here, and again, this is Allah, by the way, the owner of the animal is the one who's responsible to deal with it. The owner of the dead animal. Okay? Im tarif y tarif. It should be if it's torn up, Yviel Anatrefa Yashali. You uh bring a aid, aid hatrefa, I'm sorry, im tarif y tarif, if it's if it died, if it was torn up, Yvieu aid, bring a bring a witness. Hatrefa la yashalim. You don't pay for the trefa, for the carcass itself. There's no obligation to pay because it's still the owner has that value. Ad trefa yashalim. Until the value, meaning the lost value that I need to pay. But the trefa itself, the carcass itself, I do not need to pay. Chizkiya says from here, uh, and the dead carcass is his, Lenizik, referring to the victim. Yeah, you're going to say, maybe the damager has to deal with the dead carcass. Amrit, like Hachaya. We say, no, it shouldn't be like that. Says Gemara. Come on, what does that mean? Shouldn't be like that. My loy What does that mean? Amar Abaya says Isa Gadai Dachan Beil Demazik Have This Type of Chaman A Shor Tachas A Shor Should have just said an axe for an axe. I got to pay you, and that's it. Why does say that the, the dead body is his? Shema Minol Lenizik. It means that the, the the victim, the owner of the dead axe, still owns the dead carcass, and if he's still going to own the dead carcass, all I need to do is compensate him for the value of. Um, is to compensate him for the value of the uh, difference between a live animal and a dead animal. Utricha. And I need this possibility. If I would have only said, when you hit an animal, you got to pay. I would say, because this is not common. It's not common for a person to go hurt an animal. It's not a normal thing. It's not a regular thing that happens. But it's common for animals to kill other animals. I would say that um, it's on the owner of the 
abusing animal, I don't know, the owner of the damaging animal, to deal with the dead carcass. You, you, it's normal for animals to do this. So it's on you. It's on you, owner of the damaging animal, to deal with this. Okay? By a human, maybe not. But not. So therefore, Tzvich, it has to write, no. In all cases, the Nizik has the old dead body. I would say, I would say yeah, listen, maybe it happened by itself. But when um, somebody himself hurts his friend's animal, I would say that you got to deal with that carcass. The Torah tells me whether a human killed the ox or another ox killed an ox. Either way, the, the victim is the one who has to deal with the dead carcass. If Torah would told us in the, these two places, I would say, I would say that it's on the, the mazik, and therefore, the, the Torah as well has teach me that, again, it's still on the victim to deal with the dead carcass. I would say, when you have a person himself who kills the ox, the begufa mazik is damaging with his own body. Emalai, I would say that no, you damaged the ox with your body, Mister Person, Mister Yid. You took a spear and killed an ox with your own hands. Maybe we'll say pay for the whole ox and you deal with the with the dead carcass. It's more of a responsibility. You did it directly. Therefore, Tzuchet Torah says no. That all you need to do is complete the uh, is complete the restitution. But there's no responsibility for the mazik to deal with that carcass. Bottom line is, bottom line is, halacha lemaisa, practically speaking, if I or my property kill your ox, you have to deal with the value of your ox. I just need to fill in the payment of the difference in price. I got to pay for my damage, but as far as dealing with the carcass, it's not on me. Whether I did it, my animal did it, whatever, doesn't matter. That's halacha lamaisa, and that's learned out from the psukim. Okay, let's just wrap up the daf. Here we go. Last uh, last uh, piece of Gemara for today. Amalei Rav Kahana Rav. Rav Kahana says to Rav, The reason why the victim has to deal with the carcass, the owner of the dead ox, because the Torah says, he, he keeps ownership over the body. The dead animal is still his. If not for those words of Ahamesi I would say that's on the damager to deal with it, right? You paid for it, fine, now it's yours, you deal with it. Now, if the the damager had many dead animals, could he give it as damp then he could be able to give it to one guy as his payment. The Tana taught us. Yashiv, you return it. So do you gotta tell me that? The, the carcass belongs to the victim, meaning if it would have been that the damager is the one that takes the body, so then it wouldn't, you wouldn't need to tell me that he owns it at all, because then he can go give it back. Here's the Gemara is asking a very basic question. It's, it's a simple question in a lot of words. So let's say it in, in a few words. Ready? My ox kills your ox. How much is your ox worth? $500. How do I need to pay you back? However I want. I can use Shava Kesef. I can use value. Which means, technically, according to the Pasuk, could I give you 10 dead carcasses worth 50 bucks each? Yeah. So ask the Gemara one second. Hold on. 
You have a whole thing here. Who gets the dead carcass? Who's got to deal with it? Oh, the victim's got to deal with it. Yeah? And then the damager has to fill in the remaining 450 bucks. Says Gamar, what are you talking about? This whole thing is null and void, this whole conversation. Because even if you're going to tell me that the carcass goes to the mazik, the mazik will just tell the nizik, okay, so instead of giving it to me, put it in your other pocket, and now I'll still owe you 450 Because you'll keep the 50 bucks as shava kesef, as financial value. I give you 10 dead carcasses if I so choose. So ask the Gemara, anyway he can give it to the damaged party. So what's the whole pasuk here for? No chiddish that the victim holds on to. It's not a chiddish, it's part of a payment. You're keeping the body as part of your payment. And I can use that as part of your payment. So what's the whole conversation? No simple kasha, simple kasha. Says the Gemara, You're right, that would be true. But what happens is like this. Your dead carcass is worth 50 bucks at the time that my ox damaged it. How much is it worth a week later? 20. You know why it's worth 20 bones? Because the meat's rotten. And there's other, there's other issues going on. And therefore, my man, no shaykhs. So the, the question is, who gets the loss? Who has to deal with the loss in value as the carcass starts to depreciate? So we say it's on the, the, the victim to deal with the animal right away so it doesn't depreciate in value. That's the Chiddush. Again, we want to know what's the Chiddush. I can pay you with anything. And the Chiddush is, if it starts going down in value. That the, that the damager can't put on the damagee. Unless it's the damagee's responsibility. Right? In other words, if the damagee is owning it, the, what was the question? The question is, who cares who owns it? Right? Either way, it's payment. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you who cares. As the carcass depreciates, whoever owns the carcass is responsible. So if the nizik, if the victim is the one who owns it, the depreciation would be on him. If the mazik owns it, the depreciation would be on him. That's the nafkamina. Okay, that's the nafkamina. As the body depreciates, who's, the owner is going to be responsible. We had asked, who cares who the owner is? Says Gemara, this is why it would matter who the owner is. says the Gemara, you should know, as the carcass begins to depreciate in value, this actually is a machlekas tanom. How we handle this is how we learn the rice. I'm tarifi tarifi If it was torn up, you should bring a witness. What does this mean? Top of tomorrow's daf. Yavi edim shenitzavabaynes. You bring witnesses that it was torn up. Let's say I'm responsible to watch your animal and it gets killed under my watch. I have to bring witnesses that I'm not. That it was an accident. That wasn't my responsibility. You putter, then I'm going to be off the hook. Abusholim Abushol says Yavi aduda lebezdim that you bring the carcass to bezdim. And get the uh, value right away. My love, Bakamifagi. Let's say this is the Machlekes. The Marsavar Pachasavil, the Nizigu, Marsavar Pachasavila, the Maziku, says Gemara Loy, the Santa Machlekes, the Kuliyama, the Nizigu, everybody agrees that the, that the damaged party holds on to the carcass. And here the Machlekes is who has to deal with the trouble of the dead carcass. Okay? And um, we. Yeah, one more line. But Tanya, we learned in the price. Acher Maimrim, Minayin Shalab. Balbar, the Hale Sharmi Bore, Tamud Laimar, Kesef Yashiv Labala Vamis. Yeah, that it goes to, to it goes back, Vamis, and he's going to deal with the dead carcass. We'll hold it here for today. Let me just explain this last state, this last statement. Last statement is interesting. There's a lot that goes in to damaging situations. If I damage if my axe kills your axe, my pit kills your axe. 
Who owns the ox? You. Terrorist says, you own the ox. The, the, the victim, the owner of the ox. So that means, your ox is worth 500 bucks, walking to my pit and died. Now it's worth 50. I gotta pay you 450 and it's yours. Here's the question though. There's an ox at the bottom of the pit. Who's gotta pay for the ox to come out? Who's gotta deal with it? Says the Torah, Baal Habor. The owner of the pit is responsible to make sure that you get your stuff back. So it's your stuff, but it's on the bala bar to ensure that it gets done. That's, that's this last halacha that, uh, that the Bryce is referring to, and it's not dealing with the actual pachas nevela. We're not, dealing with the, we're not dealing with the depreciation of the value. We're dealing with the responsibility to put, uh, the financial responsibility to ensure that the dead ox is removed from, its, from the makam of the accident that is moved from that place. Okay, we'll hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, Hever.